I'm going to ask everybody to stand just for a moment. We're going to touch and agree for a moment and go to God in prayer. I want to ask for your prayers for uh, Tamika Spratley-Reed, who lost her father, Albert Spratley. Uh, continued prayers for Ariel Francis, who's recovering. Uh, for Brother Hightower, who, uh, whose sister, sister is, uh, is ill, Carla Hightower, in the name of Jesus. Let's bow our heads. Oh, God, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, oh, God, for being God. We love you. We honor you. We reverence you. We are awed by you, oh, God, because you have made yourself accessible and available to us. You have invited us to come to you, to seek after you, to be ministered by you, to uh, come boldly to your throne of grace, to, uh, to, to solicit, Lord God, your intervention on our behalf. Thank you that we can pray prayers of intercession. We can pray for the needs of others. Thank you that we can pray prayers of petition. We can pray that you meet our needs. We're thankful, Lord God, for what you've done, for what you're doing, for what you're going to do, oh God. So have your way in our midst. Touch our lives. Minister to those, Lord God, who are sick, shut in, convalescent, incarcerating, any hurting or, uh, or helpless or homeless or depressed or in the name of Jesus, minister to the hearts and minds and spirits of your people. Allow them, Lord God, to have spirits of faith, anticipation, expectancy. To know, Lord God, you are able. That you can birth anything you want in our midst. You can reverse anything that's happening in us and around us. You can move obstacles out of our way. Or you can give us the strength and stamina to overcome those obstacles. So, Lord God, go with us in our journey, Lord God. Oh, Lord God, allow us to remember that you promised never to leave us or to forsake us. That one of your handles is Emmanuel, God with us. Thank you for being with us. Thank you for the accessibility of the Spirit of Christ. Thank you, Lord God, for occupying, indwelling, seeding us for your purposes. Manifest your will in our lives and have your way in and through and around us. Allow, Lord God, your power to overcome anything that would easily beset us or that would try to uh, pull us down or pull us away or kill, steal, or destroy. In the name of Jesus, we claim, we believe, we trust in your overcoming power to manifest itself in and through us and in your church, the church universal, Rejoice in the Lord Ministries, this church, have your way, teach us and touch us, anoint us and appoint us, go with us on the journeys, I pray in Jesus' name. And the people of God said, amen. Somebody say, thank you, Jesus. Before you see it, we're going to read a scripture together. We're going to drop down to John's Gospel, the fourth chapter, verse 35 through 38. It's the fourth text on your outline, John's Gospel, uh, the fourth chapter, verse 35 through 38. Let's read it together. Do you not say, there are yet four months, then comes the harvest? Look, I tell you, lift up your eyes and see that the fields are white for harvest. Already the one who reaps is receiving wages 
and gathering fruit for eternal life, so that sower and reaper may rejoice together. For here the saying holds true, one sows and another reaps. I sent you to reap that for which you did not labor. Others have labored, and you have entered into their labor. Amen. Let's give God some praise for his word. Thank you, Jesus. Good to see everybody today. Thank you for being here. Thank you for coming here to worship and hear the word. You can be seated. And uh, we're thankful for any first-time uh, guests in the house. Uh, make sure that you fill out uh, that uh, uh, connect card that allows us to reach out to you and to invite you back or invite you to a special event in the future. We won't bombard you with communication, but we would like your information so that we can reach out. Amen? Uh, and we'll acknowledge you more in a, a little later during the service. Uh, the graduates, I'm going to ask them to come back up here uh, after service, the graduates. And I want you all to get a picture of what your fat heads. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Y'all know a fat head was behind you, right? Put, put one of the fat heads up there. Pictures of the ground and the graduates. They may not have saw it. It's coming. It's coming. Y'all be, be patient. I'm talking about a picture of one of the graduates. Yeah, that's it. Okay. See? Who was that? Okay, Katira. Okay. So anyhow, so you got a picture of yourself. We want you to get you and the picture, that picture in the background. You can't duplicate that. All right? Is that all right? Well, they made the due, the due diligence to produce that for you. We want you to capture it. Is that all right? Yeah, let's give God some praise for that. Everybody don't get a fat head. Amen, somebody. I get to be fat head up there sometimes. But uh, so it's a nice little feature. You can put it posted on your social media. Look at him. Look what my church did for me. See what I'm saying? Go ahead and brag a little bit, you know, that kind of thing. Invite some folk. See that, if you would have been here. <laughs> Amen. And then I wanted to, uh, mm, I think that's all I wanted to mention for now. I want to thank Transformation Gathering Place, uh, Sister Sylvia and Brother Manuel for facilitating a wonderful movie night on last Friday. Let's give God some praise for that. A Case for Christ. If you haven't seen that movie, you need to see it. Amen. Uh, and uh, so we're thankful for that. All right. So we're in this second part of this series called Seeds for Needs. And we established last time, I hope you go watch it on Facebook or, or uh, listen to it on our website, rejoicingthelord.org. There's always audio of, uh, of messages, so you can go back to former messages so that you'll understand the gravity, the, 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 uh, how comprehensive this is in terms of uh, what seed means to the kingdom. Amen? So first we were establishing that you are seed, a type of seed. Amen? That you are, the scripture calls you, when you're in Christ, you are an imperishable seed. 
Amen. You're no longer perishable. You know, you, you, you've moved from this place of mortality to immortality because you've been seated by Christ. Amen? And the importance of that, the significance of that, the, the, how you're empowered and equipped and anointed and, and made over as a result of that. And then we began this process of sowing seeds. Amen? How the word comes into us and seeds us. And uh, because of that, we flourish, we thrive. Our character is repositioned, uh, refurbished, redeveloped. We then produce fruit, amen, the fruit of the Spirit. Amen, love, joy, peace, long-suffering, self-control, gentleness, kindness, patience, perseverance. We're then, we're then fruitful because we've been seeded by the Spirit of Christ. And we're called then to become sowers to sow our lives in such a way where others receive the seed of Christ. Amen? You know, he died. You know, one thing about a seed, it appears to be dead, but it's alive. Isn't that, doesn't that sound a little bit like Jesus? He appeared for, for a little bit to be dead, but he was really alive because there was this spiritual seed in him that overcame death and the grave Satan and suffering and sickness and everything else. The whole plethora of things that we face that can be troublesome and troubling were faced by Jesus. The Word of God says he was tempted on all points like us, but he overcame. And because of his overcoming, we can then become overcomers. Amen, somebody. That's, that's, that's good news. So, so we're sown, you know, in natural bodies, and then we are, we, we're reaped or raised in spiritual bodies because of he has seated us. We have shaken off dishonor, shame, embarrassment. We've shaken off our sin natures, and we are beginning to be flourished on the inside because of the power of Christ. And, and again, he makes us into these folk who are able to then be sowers and reapers. Because there's a harvest for Jesus Christ that he wants us to gather in our generation. Amen? Uh, the text we just, we just read says that we're building on, we're standing on the shoulders of others. And they have been seeding the faith. Now it's our turn. Turn to somebody and say, it's our turn. Turn to somebody and say, it's, my, it's our turn. It's, it's our turn to take up the baton and run with it. It's our turn to run this leg of the race. It's our turn to make a difference. It's our turn to let our light shine before men, women, boys, and girls, that they might see our good works. Not that we might get the accolades and the plaudits and the applause, but that God might be recognized as a God who is perpetually blessing a God for every generation, a God who is making a difference and building his kingdom in spite of the encroachment of the enemy, spite of, you know, sin's spread. Amen? Sin is like an infectious disease, and, the, and it's gone viral. Amen, somebody? And it's contagious. And we need to ask God, God, how do we push back this contagion? 
this spiritual contaminant, this poisonous element in the world. Amen? Well, he's given us what we need. The seed is what we need. Amen? Now, when we think about seeds, because it's been emphasized more so in the financial arena, amen, somebody, you know, sowing and reaping, you know, more so in, you know, uh, developing a reward or an increase, and that's one facet of, of this whole this whole sowing and, and reaping and the seed. And we're going to get into that facet of it as well. Amen. But, but, but the most important facet of it is our own development. You know, like they say in the plane, you know, you need to put that oxygen mask on yourself first and make sure that you're being, you know, sustained before you help someone less fortunate or a smaller person before you help somebody in need. Are you being fed so that you can feed? Have you been seeded so that you can seed? Amen. Have you been sown into so that you can sow? Amen. And then become a reaper. It's a fascinating thing to, be, to truly become a reaper, a, a harvester. Amen. The word of God says the harvest is plenteous, but the laborers, they're the ones who are few. They are lacking a willingness of folk to make this investment. And part of it is our own prejudice. You say, well, I'm not, I'm not prejudiced. I ain't talking about racial prejudice and all that, or, or, or all that kind of stuff. I'm not talking about intolerance. I'm talking about just a lack of empathy. Amen? The Word of God says Jesus looked upon Jerusalem and he wept. Can you imagine many of the people that he looked upon, they looked affluent, prosperous. They looked okay on the outside. Their mask was intact. Amen. Many of our masks are intact. And many people that we encounter, they have these great masks on. They look good on the outside. Outwardly, they look fine. But inwardly, they could be towed up from the floor up. Amen. And we bypass people all the time. Souls. Do you have a heart for souls? People. Their status before God. Amen. And this is where we miss the mark in many instances. We, we view unbelievers. And we say they're not reachable. Jesus says they are prime targets to be reached. Don't look at it like the glass is half empty. No. It's half full. If somebody doesn't know Jesus, guess what? We have the opportunity to introduce them to Jesus. And what a phenomenal thing to do. So somebody would know Jesus Christ for the free pardon of their sins, be set free from condemnation, and have been rewarded and bequeathed an inheritance given by God himself. Sonship and daughtership obtained because of a relationship made available because of the sacrifice of Jesus the Christ. What greater gift can we extend someone? Amen. You know, publishing, clearing house, showing up on people's door. You know, you got to plant, you, you got to send so many of them things in. <laughs> Amen. You be thinking, well, maybe they're going to show up on my door one day. You know, show up with a million dollars a week for the rest of my life. Amen, somebody. I want you to know that's a pipe dream. 
Amen. But we get excited about the matters that do not matter. Why not have this incitement and enthusiasm about the things of God? Because that's what's going to last. The rest of this stuff is literally dead. Them Benjamins, they are dead. Ain't coming back to life again. We're worshiping stuff that's dead. We're investing stuff in stuff that's dead. We're depositing time, energy, and effort in acquiring things that's dead. God wants us to invest in what's alive. Amen? As much as you like your shelter, you know it ain't nothing but shelter, right? And it's dead wood, dead mortar, dead bricks, dead whatever, dead pipes. Everything in it is dead. It is just shelter. It's nice to have nice accommodations while you are in shelter from the elements. Amen, somebody. Uh, you know, while you create a false environment, got air conditioning and heating and, and, and cooling and lighting and, uh, you know, piped in water, hot and cold, stove and refrigerator, all of that's nice, but it's all dead. Amen, somebody. Here you're investing in everything dead. What are you investing in that is alive? Your vehicle, it is dead as a donut. It is not alive. Why are we worshiping stuff that dead? Your clothes that you got on, dead. You put it in the ground, it just gets dirty. It ain't growing. It's not alive. What we should focus on is that which is alive. We spend too much time in the valley of the dead. Amen, somebody. Recognizing stuff that's dead. Worshiping stuff that's dead. Trying to acquire more dead stuff. More dead presidents. Amen, somebody. It's dead. It's dead. It is not alive. And we should not spend our primary focus on the dead. Amen. We should spend our time focusing on that which is alive. And that which has the potential of being reborn. That which has the power to be resurrected. That which is going to live, live, that which is living now and that can live again. Amen. With new glorified bodies. In other words, we should have a people focus. Amen. But that's not our focus, you know. We, we, we quickly discount our ability to reach people, well, they're unreceptive. So what? Plant the seed. Water the seed. God in his time will bring the increase. We look at the outward appearance. Well, I don't think they're going to be, they're ready for it. No, it ain't your job to determine whether they're ready or not. Well, they're already kind of religious. But they ain't religious if they don't have made up their own religion. Most people who claim to be religious, they in a fashion, a little bit of snippet here, a little bit of snippet there, a hodgepodge of this, a little bit of that. You know, that's some kind of elixir. <laughs> Amen. It's got to be poisonous. It's got to be dangerous. That's a jamboree. That ain't no real band. You know, real band coordinates and plays together. A jamboree is just a bunch of folk playing. Amen. So here you go, get a little bit of that, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. That's a mess. That's, a, that's some sucker tash. <laughs> Amen. But they're religious. No, no. But if they, got, they, if they don't have a face, 
that's grounded in Jesus Christ, they still don't know Jesus. They still ain't on their way to heaven. They still outside of the kingdom. They still ain't walking in the light. So we have a job to do. Oh, they, they say they pray. Well, who they praying to? What they praying for? What they praying about? Amen. What's their goal? They're meditating. Meditating what? It could be a satanic chant. Amen, somebody. They religious. No, we don't. No, do they know Jesus? That's the question. Well, I'm put off. I'm put off. I, I don't like the way I was approached about the faith, and I don't think we should impose our faith on anybody else. I don't like the way I was approached by the faith. Let me give you a guy's voice. I don't like the way I was approached by the faith, all right? I ain't like the way they came at me, so I ain't going at nobody like that. Amen. You can't get me to do that. So here you are using your bad experience, amen, as a reason, a rationale why you can't promote the faith, why you can't sow a few seeds. Amen, somebody. I'm put off. I, I, I don't like the way I was approached. Well, well, the devil has a tactic. One of his primary tactics is simply not now. Amen. Just delay, defer, put it off. You know, you've got a prime candidate. You've got somebody who's actually listening to you about one thing. Well, why can't you segue into planting a seed? Amen, somebody. Uh, why are we afraid? God is not a respecter person. I love this evangelist, this Samaritan woman, woman at the well. You remember her situation? She's there at the well. She's a Samaritan. Jesus is a Jew. Jesus comes upon her at the well. First of all, not supposed, Jews and Samaritans not supposed to have any dealings. Then he's crossing over. And, you know, he's not supposed to really get in that kind of proximity with a woman. Then this is a woman with a bad reputation. Amen. She's been married five times, been divorced five times. She's living with a guy right now. Amen. And, uh, and, and, and so she's got, she doesn't have a good reputation in town. Jesus gives her living water. Says, I got something for you. I, I can quench your thirst. Amen. I can give you something that lasts forever. A, a lady who doesn't have a good reputation, guess what she does? She goes out and tells folk about her experience. Amen. Now, this is before she cleaned herself up. This is before she made any kind of shift in her behavior, her relationship. She ain't went home and quit the dude at home yet. Amen. She ain't qualified to tell this story. She ain't pre-qualified to tell this story. She just know I just encountered God. And because I encountered God, I can tell somebody that I experienced him. And I experienced him. I don't care if you try to judge me. I don't care if you try to condemn me. I don't care if you try to dissect me. I don't care if you try to analyze me. I don't care if you try to figure me out. All I know, I was lost. Now I'm found. I was blind. Now I see. I was, didn't know Jesus. Now I know Jesus. That's the story my tell, I'm telling. And I'm sticking to it. Why is that hard? Amen. Where did all this muddy stuff come from? Where did all this other stuff come from? Well, hypocrite. Forget hypocrite. Everybody up in here is hypocrite. Amen. You're hypocritical in some area of your life. You still need Jesus' renovation and restructure and refurbishing in that particular area in your life.
Amen. Everybody has sinned and fallen short of the glory of Almighty God. So we need to promote the gospel whether we feel qualified or not. We need to promote the gospel whether we meet the prerequisites or not. We need to promote the gospel whether we feel like we are holy rollers or not. It might be better for you not to roll like that. You need to roll in relatable. You need to ro roll in contemporary. You need to roll in speaking their language. You need to roll in able to understand where they are. You need to roll in uncondemning. Amen, somebody. We need to roll in, though. Some of us just roll out. We need to roll in. We need to get in folk face about the gospel. We need to invite people. We need to share our faith. We need to not allow the Satan to get us caught up in basically thinking I got to get my act together before I do something for Jesus. No, oh, I'm having bad times. So now my narrow myopic focus is just on me, myself, and I. You'll never get free and truly liberated if your mind is all the time just on you. Amen. You'll always de be depressed. I don't care how much money you get. I don't care what kind of status you get. I don't care what kind of position you occupy. If you stay stayed on you, your mind will always be jacked up. That's why you can be rich and miserable. You can have all the money in the world. Amen. And still dissatisfied, still unfulfilled. So, so bad times, good times, it don't matter. Get out there and plant some seeds. The time is now. Jesus said that the harvest is plenteous, that the field is ripe, and there is a, a harvesting season that we cannot bypass and let go by, or the fruit, fruit dies on the tree. Amen. All this fruit out there. Pass through orange groves, orange groves, orange groves, orange groves. And these groves are full of fruit. And then you realize the fruit is rotten. It's unsalvageable. They missed the window of harvesting the fruit. Amen? The fruit was available. It was ripe. It was ready. All I had to do was get out there and shake the tree and pick the fruit. Amen? It's ready. But we're not ready. And we have all excuses as to why we're not ready. And part of it is we're just dispassionate. We don't have a passion for souls. Oh, no desire for anybody else getting saved. I got mine. So I'm going to sit on mine and can it and keep it. And I'm going to hoard it and hold on to it. You know, Christians, we can really be selfish. Amen, somebody. You know, just look at your prayer list. Then you'll determine how selfish you are. If most of your prayer is about you, you're selfish. Just, just examine. Say, let me, let me examine my prayers. Let me say, okay, okay, I asked God, that one for nobody else. I asked God for that, that one for nobody else. I asked him for that, that one for nobody else. I asked him for that, that one for anybody else. Matter of fact, ain't nobody email some else even on my list. It's just me and mine. Amen. It's my needs. It's my hopes. It's my desires. It's my ambition. It's my aspirations. It's my dreams. Lord, fulfill my dreams. You know, we want to pimp God. Forgive me, Lord. But it's an appropriate analogy. Yeah, we want to use him. Amen. 
God says, I want to use you. It's the opposite. He wants you to be used by him. Amen, somebody. To become the seeds. To become the cultivators. To become the ones who plant and water and light up the world, praise God. He says that we are the light of the world. He says, he says he's the light of the world. And then he says we can let our light shine. Amen. That means we got everything we need to cultivate the seed. Everything we need to cultivate the seeds and the seeds of people. Amen, somebody. Isn't that something to think that you might just have the power to develop a person? Amen. A person outside of your, you know, in your sphere of influence somehow, but maybe outside of your immediate family, but you have the power to plant a seed that can germinate and grow into something phenomenal. Amen? This, you know, even right here, this, we're, this is an environment. The church is, is not the seed. You are. Amen? We're the soil. Amen? This is an environment, an environment that we're cultivating and creating, asking God to make it a place where people can plant and transplant because we don't stick and stay here the church takes on legs, and we get out of here and become the church. But this is an environment created, amen? And unfortunately, the, the environment can become, there can be a false expectation about the environment. We can think that this environment just, just is about performance and entertainment. Well, this is a place where fun entertainment, wholesome, healthy entertainment takes place. We come in here, uh, you know, the, the, the praisers and we see the praise dancers, and we see the presentation, and we hear nice vocalists. They sing better than us. Amen, somebody. And we get in this nice, easy chair, you know, nice, soft chairs in this nice, cool environment, lights, camera, action. No, 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 no. We're, we're, we're the Saul, and we're a staging ground. Amen. We're a staging ground for an actual battle, an actual war, a real war, a, re a war more real than Afghanistan, more real than Iraq or Iran, more real than the conflict with uh, Korea, North Korea, more real than any of that because it has eternal significance. The fight, the battle that we prepare ourselves for, the seeds that we must cultivate and germinate, amen, and sprout up, praise God, first sprouting up in us and then spreading to others so that others might grow and sprout up and flourish and become the beautiful foliage and flowers that God wants us to be. Amen. So this is not an entertainment spot. When these folks singing, they ain't singing to y'all. They singing to God. When you're singing up in here, you ain't, we ain't singing to each other. We're not serenading each other. Amen, somebody. We're singing to God. We're talking to God. We're worshiping God. We're asking him to glean from our voices, our joyful noises, his glory, his praise, his honor. Praise God. We're talking about his nature. Praise God that he is the everlasting God. Amen. And it's not a competition. Amen. Now. We want to be the best. We want to give God the best. Don't get me wrong. We want to do this the right way, and we want it to be with excellence. But that's not why we are here. Your only responsibility is not for you to just show up and enjoy the worship experience and enjoy the message. And I got something out of that for me. 
Amen. Are you going to pass it along? Are you going to seed it? Are you going to spread it? Are you going to broadcast it? Amen. Are you going to promote it? Are you going to market it? Are you going to take it on the road? Praise God. Are you going to let the word of God come alive in you where you are so that it might come alive in others where they are because the word is the seed? Amen. Are we seeding folk with the word? Our fruitfulness is the seed. Amen. So are we being fruitful so that there won't be a shortage in the reaping season, in the harvesting season? Are we active and engaged in our circles of influence to make a difference on behalf of Christ? Do we hear the underlying crying and sobbing that's taking place in the hearts and minds of people? Amen. Are, are we just seeing that first face, that second face, that third face, and then you get to know somebody long enough, the real face shows up. The anger, the frustration, the disappointment, amen, the dissatisfaction, the mean-spirited, the nastiness sometimes, you know, the, the, you know, uh, the, 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 the off, being off track and out of alignment with what's fair and what's equal and what's right. Not knowing wrong for right. Some have been given up to a reprobate mind. That's when they think that which is right is wrong and that which is, that which is right is wrong and that which is wrong is right. That's a reprobate mind. You don't even know the truth anymore. Amen, somebody. So there are those who are that far gone. And it is negligence if we don't try to make a difference. We have to evidence due diligence to make a difference. Jesus saw the crowd. And the Word of God says he had compassion on them. Amen. Luke 10, 1, 4. After this, the Lord appointed 72 others and sent them on ahead of him two by two into every town. This is what you do when you know Christ. You get sent out into every town and place where he himself was about to go. And he said to them, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray earnestly. Pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest to send our laborers into the harvest. Go your way. Behold, I am sending you out as lambs in the midst of wolves, carrying no money bag, no snap bag sack, no sandals, and greet no one on the road. In other words, you got to be laser, laser focused. Somebody say thank you, Jesus. So Jesus had that spirit that says, look, I'm developing laborers. I'm developing cultivators. I'm developing, you know, uh, incubators. I'm developing soil. I'm developing light. I'm developing moisture. I'm developing heat. Amen, somebody. That's who we are. We're the moisture. We're the light. We're the heat. We're the soil. We're the nutrients. We're the spiritual content of, 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 for the lives of other people, not just ourselves. So God is calling us to make a difference. Matthew 9 and 35, and Jesus went throughout all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom, healing every disease and every affliction. Even when he saw the crowds, he had compassion for them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. Amen, son somebody. Then he said to his disciples, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. 
Isn't that something that he says that we can be reapers, that we can be sowers, that we can make a difference, that we can go against the cultural shift? Now, we got to go against some stuff. The politically correctness or incorrectness of, you know, sharing your faith, what's fashionable, what's, what's uh, popular. You know, it's got to be a cultural shift where the, sh the shift has, it, the culture has shifted away from Christianity. Well, we need to shift it back. Amen. We need to take it back. We need to be that difference maker in the world. We need to make sure that another awakening happens right here in our region, right here in this culture, right here in the United States. Another awakening can happen. Another revival can happen about the power of God made available, about our creator being real. So I have to be a risk taker. I have to be willing to risk my own reputation. I have to be willing to pay the price. I have to be willing to sometimes be marginalized and stigmatized and stereotyped as this person who, you know, who may love God. And now you're trying to get us to love God. And to me, it ain't no God. But whoever doesn't believe there's a God is truly a fool. Have mercy, Lord. So don't sow into everything that's dead. Don't get preoccupied by simply dead stuff. I want you to think about this week, when you're out this week and when you're uh, deliberating about your life, when you're contemplating about your circumstances, when you are planning and programming and, and uh, you know, for taking a for future look into what, what, what your projections are about getting here and getting there, and think about it for a minute. Are all my, are all my investments and my thoughts simply on the dead? Amen. My next house. My next car. My next tele a television ain't alive. It's dead. Social media. It ain't alive. It's dead. Ain't nothing, ain't nothing. You can't plant social media. You can't plant Facebook, Instagram, none of that. You can't plant that. Those are videos. Those are pictures. Those are posts. That's, that's copy. It ain't alive. It ain't real. It ain't real. Amen, somebody. So, so think about how much time you are investing in something that's dead. And then say, Lord, how can I shift my focus and invest in something that's alive? Invest in people. Invest in friends. Invest in family. Invest in faith. Invest in my heart being developed. Amen. And not just considering and contemplating and reflecting on the lifeless, the inanimate, the unreal, the matters that do not matter. Amen, somebody. Not prioritizing something that's artificial and you know, contrived, but prioritizing that which is real. You know, recently they came out with an announcement they're going to be opening soon a new, uh, you know, uh, park, theme park at Walt Disney. It's, it's about uh, Star Wars. Star Wars ain't real. Amen. Harry Potter ain't real. Some of the stuff we read ain't real. It's fantasy. It is thought Space savers and thought occupiers. And that's what Satan wants to do. He wants you to get occupied with the stuff that does not matter. He wants you to get occupied with the fantasy. Be a voyeur culture. A voyeurism culture where we're just looking in and listening and observing and not engaging and not making a difference and not planting the seed and not showing love and compassion and empathy and sympathy to, to, to be de develop indifference cold, callous hearts. Jesus wants us to have a heart 
like his. Amen, somebody. Implanting, impregnating, sowing seeds. Amen. And guess what? In sowing these seeds, there is a phenomenal reward. Phenomenal reward. First of all, hearts and minds are changed. So now there's a new trajectory, a new direction, and a new destiny for these folk. But it also sends you into a new place, a place of refreshing, a place of refilling, and a place of satisfaction. Then it sets us up to hear from God ultimately when he says, well done, my good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over a few things. He ain't talking about things. He's talking about souls. You've been faithful in engaging. You've been faithful in partnering. You've been faithful in reaching out. You've been faithful in reaching in. Praise God. And as a result, come on in, and I'm going to make you a ruler over more. That's good news. The reward of faithfulness. Come on in. Let me lift you up. Come on in. Let me meet your needs. Come on in. Let me give you the formula for others' needs to be met as well. Come on in. Let your light shine. Come on in. Be fruitful. Come on in. Become the seed. Become the sower. Become the harvester. Become the reaper. Amen. On behalf of the kingdom, make a difference for me. Let your light shine everywhere you go. Make a difference for me to the glory of Almighty God. God says make an impact. Make a difference. Seeds for needs. Won't you stand all over the house? We serve a good God who wants to get us engaged and involved and participating in his work. I want to invite somebody to get engaged today to get involved today, to connect or reconnect today, to let God have his way through you. And this is one first steps. Yes, an inward transformation where that match on the inside of us is, is lit. The fire of God is alive in us. Jesus is occupying us. He's taking up residence in us. Now he challenges us to connect with the family, the fold, the community, the spirit of Christ, the church of Jesus Christ, to make a difference, to let our light shine, to spread and broadcast the seed of the word of God, this imperishable seed, something that's never going to die in us. I invite somebody to connect with the family, the fold, the fellowship. Would you come as we worship? Would you come forward as we worship? Don't be afraid or fearful or procrastinate or put this off. Come now. Here I am, Lord. I come. I come. Every heart praying all over the house. I come. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. He's a God. A great God, a mighty God.
Hallelujah to the Lamb. Such a great God. He loves us. Making time. In the name of Jesus. He's the great I am. He's the great I am. Grace is good, loving, kind God. Yes, he is. Come in his name. Let him have his way in you today. Don't put this off. Thank you, Lord. In the name of Jesus. He's the great I am. He's the great I am. He invites you to come. A mighty God. A loving God. A kind God. A great God. Hallelujah to the Lamb. He's a holy God. He is worthy. There's none beside him. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Would you bow your heads for a moment of prayer? Just pray after me for a moment. Oh, God, thank you for the seeds that meet needs. Help us, Lord God, to realize how valuable we are in your plan, how important we are to finishing your work in the world, how irreplaceable we are to your vision, your purpose, your kingdom, your church, your people. Help us, Lord God, to plant, to sow, to reap, to harvest on your behalf. Give us that compassion, that love, that focus. Allow us not to get distracted, but to be on point in bringing your power before others in Jesus name keep your heads bowed your eyes closed just for a few moments longer and you know I want to invite somebody today to while we're praying say excuse me to the person next to you or near you come forward let him have his way in you today 
I'm not putting this off. You can also fill out the connect card. There's a place on that card to say, I want to be a partner, I want to be a member. And you can indicate that and give that to an usher, a greeter, or myself. But don't leave this site today without making these vital connections. Three persons last Sunday submitted these cards. So, so they're coming in. So, so it's okay to connect in this way, but it's also great to walk these aisles and come forward. Word says, if you acknowledge me before men, I will acknowledge you before my Father who's in heaven. So there's a blessing in also walking these aisles. So again, we invite you to come. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You're God Almighty. You are the great I am. You are the great I am. You have all the glory, all the honor, all the praise going to you, Lord God. Help us to honor you with our lives, to connect and to commit to your work in the world. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. We honor you, praise you, and lift you. Thank you for this time to just focus. And I just pray that we're inspired and motivated and challenged and persuaded to reach people for you, Lord God. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. You can be seated. Let's prepare to give our tithes and offerings. Amen. Put your hands together and say,